Hi, I'm Kieran Maguire from the University of Liverpool, where, where somehow I've managed to blag a career uh, teaching football finance. I, I occasionally pop up in the newspapers and uh, I do a podcast called The Price of Football, which uh, covers the same issue with uh, comedian Kevin Day. Um, so that's my background. Lovely. Um, so news this morning was that the Rovers Kanks uh, came out. You've been live tweeting about them since about seven o'clock this morning. What are the uh, what are the headlines for Rovers fans? Um, well, well, the headlines is the uh, Rovers are losing a lot of money. They're losing over over sixty grand a week from, from their their day to day activities. Um, whilst the they've had record revenues compared to the the last decade, uh, the costs have been rising faster. So, so overall, they they lost nearly four million pounds. Um, they they did sell a couple of players, is my understanding, which reduced that by around about half a million. Um, but uh, even so, the owners had to step in and continue to lend money to the club to keep it going. Yeah, the player sales were um, Ellis Harrison, I think Tom Broadbent, and um, there was another, but I've completely forgotten it. Um, Mark Starnes, the Rovers CEO, have said that the club are obviously looking to be- uh, become more sustainable, as every single club is. Um, how are they going on that front? The losses are down slightly from the last set of accounts, I understand. Well, it, it, the trouble, trouble with the accounts is, is it depends which number you choose. It, in my opinion, I think the losses are, are sneaking up. And what is strange about Rovers accounts is that for the first time in a decade, they've, they've not broken down the numbers. So we, we don't know how much they're paying out in wages. We don't know how much their general overheads are. And, and, and I think that's a shame. Um, you know, as fans, I appreciate that you know, clearly you're not investing the crazy sums that the owners are. But you're still investing your heart and soul in the club on on a week by week, paying for your season tickets and so on. Um, and therefore, I, I think the fans deserve to know, you know, how much is going out in terms of the main costs, in terms of player wages and things of that nature. How much are we dependent upon TV money? How much is coming through the turnstiles and so on? And, and I'll, I'll be honest, in in previous years, I, I've praised Rovers to the heavens because they've always produced information which from from my point of view had an awful lot of clarity and for whatever reason they've decided to stop that approach so it's it's not that the accounts aren't great um unless you are um a billionaire's bauble you know unless you are a trophy asset in which case traditional rules go out of the window and if you look not too far away from you you've got another club in bristol which is also racking up huge losses on an annual basis but provided you've got an owner and again the, you know, the city have got a fantastically uh, benevolent owner then then that's okay so that, that the club has a future provided the the owners continue to do what they've been doing in the past yeah a, um obviously the the debts are mounting and there's there's kind of speculation about if our owners, the Alcardi family, are looking to sell and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a bit up in the air on, on that kind of front. Um, Martin Starnes also has come out um, and said about that he wants he thinks that the next set of accounts will show 1.7 million around there cut from next year's expenses. I guess without the the detailed breakdown, it's difficult to see kind of where that will come from. Um, are there any kind of obvious places where that kind of money can be saved from a football club? Well, I think first and foremost, you'd always look at the wage bill. Um, historic, uh, 
Rover's wage bill in 2018 was was 97% of of revenue. So if you've managed to sell some players, then if they were some of your highest earners and you're bringing through free transfers, you're bringing through players from the academy and so on, they're likely to be starting on lower wage bill on, on lower wage packages, and, and that will make a substantial saving in terms of cost. Um, I think they, there's there's rent issues. They they do pay rent on. I'm not quite sure what uh, because again the the details lacking. Um, and the general overheads have sneaked up over the course of the last two to three years. So, so perhaps there's opportunities there for the, the club to make cutbacks. I don't think the club is in a position where it can increase revenue um, because we, you know, we're now living in a we're living in the coronavirus world. We're going to come out of it. Um, the last thing I think people are going to be doing is to say, well, let's go to more football matches. Let's spend more money on football merchandise when so many people have lost jobs or are on reduced hours and so on. Yeah, the um, the reducing expenses on players' wages is an interesting one because we have got a few players on quite a big wage who are coming up to contract expiry in the summer. So maybe he's, he's taking that into account. Um, how much... The numbers that have been quoted um, around by um, the Peterborough chairman are around half a million pounds that clubs will lose out on because of coronavirus. Does that kind of ring true with you? Yes. If, if you think that most clubs have... Um, you know, five to six home matches remaining. Uh, I, I think you're looking at anywhere from you know the clubs with the smallest attendances in the division. We're probably looking around about 250 to 300,000. I, th- I think the average for a club about the size of Rovers, we're probably talking half a million pounds. Um, now they have managed to get an advance from the football league um, in respect of of some of that, and also they can, if they if they need to, they can apply for interest free loans from the football league to to help. Uh, tied over until hopefully some form of football resumes now whether that's behind closed doors or whether that's going to be in front of a paying audience um, is yet to be seen yeah is this part of the um, the 50 million pound relief package announced by the EFL Um, what other kind of support is out there for clubs at the moment is it just that kind of pot of money I know the chairman of the EFL said that he didn't want to take any any money from the Premier League which I thought was a bit of an an odd one well, I, I, I can see it from both points of view. You know, you, if if there is such a thing as a football family, and and I, and I think personally, the, the, this idea of a football family is a bit of a myth. Um, then you reach out to people who are less well well off than yourself. Um, at the same time, the Premier League is not as wealthy as people think it is. Uh, whilst it does have a, a lot of cash. Um, certainly when, when they published all their last sets of accounts, they, they burn through that cash very quickly, given the uh, extent of the, the wage bills that the clubs have. And also that most of the Premier League is buying players on credit. And my big fear is is actually it's, it's not now. It's for when we come to the end of June and the start of July and the next instalments are due on player purchases, uh, I think the Premier League clubs are in for a total of around about £1.5 billion in outstanding fees that are due not on players that they're about to sign, but for players that they've signed over the, the course of the last few years. If, if they don't have any money coming in from Sky because they don't know when a res- resurrection of football is going to take place, you know, that is, that's a big iceberg which is floating clo- you know, closer and closer to the Premier League money itself. Does the Premier League have a bit of cash at present? 
yes, it does. Yeah, but, it, but it's not got a lot. Um, and we are seeing quite a few of the Premier League clubs look after their own in the sense of saying, well, we're going to pay all of our um, match day staff their, the match, their, their fees due. Um, I've seen that Manchester United today have offered to give rebates or discounts off next year's season tickets if their matches take place behind closed doors and so on. So they are going to look after their, 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 themselves first and foremost, which you can understand. Um, and that really leaves very little available for the, the lower league clubs. At the same time, of course, it will be a tragedy for anything to happen, to see a, a club go out of business when Manchester United can also afford to set aside $45 million to prop up the share price for the owners. Yes, it's, I mean, it's a completely different league, isn't it, it's in the stratosphere compared to uh, to League One. Um, how how do you see this season being closed off then and the kind of financial ramifications behind that? Well, the, the the best scenario is that social distancing is put to bed. You know, we 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 reach a a point in terms of, and and this is the most important. Thing. It, it, we're dealing with a public health issue, and that must take precedence over football. And nobody's denying that. Um, I, I think having missed you know one or two sets of fixtures, we're already going a bit stir crazy. I think we we truly realise just how much football means to us. Um, best case scenario is matches resume in front of paying crowds now some people won't be able to attend because they can't afford to some people might choose not to attend because they still feel uncomfortable about social gatherings so expect attendances to be down if that is the case um, and also of course many people have lost their jobs uh, and they they've got other priorities um, second best scenario I think would be matches taking place behind closed doors and this would allow fans to watch those. I mean, the iFollow app, I appreciate it's taken a hell of a lot of stick um, from, I think, everybody. That sort of narrows it down. Um, that Everybody that I've spoken to has been unimpressed. But it, it's as a sticking plaster, it will work. And at least it will allow us to get our fix of football um, and stop watching repeats of Friends on on Netflix. So, yeah, that, that's got to be welcome. Um, and worst case scenario is that they decide that they they can't do anything more with this season and, and choose to write it off. And I think that will be a logistical and a legal nightmare should that take place. I mean, yeah, especially for our league, you look at teams like Bury and Bolton. I mean, if they just write off this season, it just becomes an absolute headache about what the hell do you do with those teams? Yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's, th- there's no right answer. And whatever happens, there's going to be winners and losers. Um, so it's just a case of trying to come up with some form of solution which offers some form of sporting integrity, um, which which allows people to say, well, you know, we played 46 games over the season and we... And I always take the view, you know, if you're relegated, and I've seen my side relegated on many an occasion, it's because ultimately we weren't good enough. And it's no point whinging about offsides and VAR and all this type of nonsense. Um, you, you, you are there or thereabouts anyway. Um, you know, some decisions will go for you and some will go against. So I think however long it takes, the intention would be to complete the 2019-20 season. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, to round it off, I guess, how do Rovers' losses kind of stack up against other League One teams? Are we kind of burning through the cash? Or are we reasonably prudent? Um, 
I, th- I think Rovers will be top six in terms of losses for 2019. But by the time you take into account, and there were some strange things. You know, there, there was they paid 700 grand in interest on loans. Now I appreciate the loans are coming. I presume those loans are coming from the owners, but it does seem strange that the owners are charging uh, the football club interest on them when the club really isn't in the position to pay them back. Um, look, looking at the other clubs, the average losses are probably around about two to two and a half million. So Rovers at around about four million, once you take into account the the interest on the loans, um, is is going to be at the, the upper end of that particular table. Um, so the owners have invested in the squad. They have invested in wages that, in my opinion, that can't be denied. It would have been nice for them to have told us exactly how much they'd spent. Um, but uh, th- there's been a change of auditors. There's been a change of the way that they present information, which which for me, I think, is a step backwards. But uh, overall, the accounts, the, the numbers don't look great, but provided... The, you know, the, 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 the company in charge, is it Darwin Sports? I've forgotten... Uh, Dwayne Sports. Dwayne Sports. Sorry, Dwayne Sports. Provided Dwayne Sports are, are quite happy to write out the checks on a regular basis, then then that's fine. And, and it's exactly the same as what we're seeing in the championship and uh, for probably about over half the clubs in, in League One itself. Well, that's very sobering news. Um, well, thank you very much for your time, Kieran. Um, I understand you have a book coming out, or is out, I should say, sorry. Uh, yeah, I've I've got a book. It's called uh, it's called The Price of Football. Um, all the all the royalties um, from the book are going to the Trussell Trust, which is a uh, food bank charity. I, I felt I, I I can afford to eat. Um, and having heard some of the stories over what's happened in terms of coronavirus recently, so yeah, it's you can get it from uh, Agenda Publishing. It's all about the finances of of all clubs. Um, how to understand them, how to value a club and all that type of nonsense. Uh, so agenda publishing that they've also reduced the price to £9.99 because we're all crawling the walls with some, wanting something to do. So if you want to give money to a good cause, say it, it ain't going to me and, I, and I'm not bothered by that. You know, there's, there's more important things at present. Um, it will be helping a great cause. That's fantastic. And well, I've been a fan for a, a good while. So any gas heads, if you've enjoyed this interview, Price of Football podcast, absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I've been listening to it from the start. And obviously, like Kieran said, we're all going stir crazy. So I think we've got about four or five episodes coming up um, for you to enjoy. So um, thank you very much, Kieran. I think uh, we'll leave it there. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the invite and stay safe, stay indoors. <laughs>